You ready for the Word? Ah, I tell you, I love it. Everyone's hopping and dancing and shouting. Come on, preach it, preach it. Well, I'm, I'll do my best. I'm doing a series right now that has actually gripped me in a way that uh, maybe is quite profound for me. And I've shared each week uh, that I've preached. This is about our fourth one um, on breakthrough. Months ago, I was praying. We've started a, a new church in on the Sunshine Coast of Queensland, Australia, and uh, on the southern end in a city called Caloundra. We've we're pioneering a new church. And so we need some breakthroughs. And I, we were all praying and pressing into God for breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Uh, that's, that's what pioneering is all about, breaking through every opposition. And God spoke to me and said, you'll see breakthroughs before Christmas. And so I thought, that's brilliant. Thank you, Lord. And we began to see them week after week, uh, many of them. And it was just phenomenal. The things that God has done, even in the past month or so, has been phenomenal. But God then spoke to me and said, no, it's more than just breakthrough before Christmas. I want you to declare breakthrough for the church in 2022. That's your God word to, to preach over and into the church for the coming year, because I'm going to turn many things around for good. And so... The church needs to understand. And I said, great, God, I'll do that. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, you don't really yet fully understand breakthrough. And so I began a search on how, how does breakthrough work? And one of the great keys and I, in most of these messages, I talk about it, and that is the double whammy of breakthrough. The double whammy, there's a two parts to each uh, great breakthrough in the Bible. I was amazed when I saw it and I've preached about it. You've heard me preach. Well, today in this message, I want to preach on breakthrough floods, the breakthrough floods that God brings. I'm declaring breakthrough in your life, your family, your church for the next year coming. You will be absolutely surprised by what God does for those that dare to believe there's a breakthrough in the air right now. Isaiah 59 verse 19 says this, When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard or a benchmark against him. In other words, when the, Spirit, uh, when the enemy comes in, and some people put the comma there, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard. Well, that's one way to uh, read it, and I believe it's right. But another is when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord breaks forth and sets the standard and declares, this is a real flood. Your flood is not anywhere compared to my flood. The Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard and brings a great flood that sweeps all before it. I love that. Listen to what the message version says about this verse. It says, in the West, they will fear the name of God. In the East, they will fear the glory of God. For He will arrive like a river in flood stage, whipped to a torrent by the wind of God. 
Wow. I just feel like that's what God wants to prove in His church. The flood of His power, His glory. We often talk and pray, God, floods of revival. Lord, let them fall. Well, you need to be careful if you pray that because I want to explain what the floods of God are really all about today. And so I want to take you to a passage where we see this, the breaking forth of waters like a flood. And I'm going to take, there's two passages in the Bible, one in Chronicles, but in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17 to 25, and it says this, Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold of God. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim, the valley of giants. And so David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. Love this. So David went to Baal Perazim and David defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of floodwaters. Love it. The Lord has broken through and released a flood tide. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal Perizim. And the Philistines fled and left their idol images there. And David and his men carried them away and burnt them. Then the Philistines went up once again, a second time, and deployed themselves in the Valley of Giants, Valley of Rephaim. Therefore, David did the same thing. He went to the stronghold and inquired of the Lord and said, he said, you shall not go up, circle around behind them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. For then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him. And he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as Giza. Incredible story. I love it. It's, it's quoted often, preached on often, the God of the breakthrough, Baal the God of the breakthrough. But I want you to look with me today at in this at the places of breakthrough floods. I want you to get something about breakthrough floods. They're not just lucky dips, they don't just happen. Breakthrough floods are God responding to His people. And so here's the first place that you need to encounter a breakthrough flood, and that's in the stronghold of God. David went down to the stronghold to meet with God. This is the stronghold of God. And there he encountered the floods of the anointing. 
You're anointing to reign. David was anointed king. Your anointing to reign annoys your enemies. But your anointing to, to rule is God's anointing so that you can destroy your enemies and rule in your land. The Philistines came to f kill David. So he went down to the stronghold of God and there David flooded himself with the anointing of God. I'm a little bit, well, let me put it this way. Whenever the Bible talks about floods on dry ground, you know, rivers in the desert and all that, and we love that. Uh, the, the only thing is, Somebody had to carry the flood spirit to bring it into focus. Moses struck the rock and released the flood tides of the river that followed them through the wilderness. Somebody has to carry the flood of God's anointing and presence. It's not magic. David flooded himself with the presence of God, the anointing of God, and it released a mighty breakthrough in the land of floods everywhere. Psalm 42 verse 7, Deep calls under deep at the noise of your water spouts or waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. Deep calls to deep. Flood calls to flood. Spirit calls to spirit. Listen, if you want to see a flood of revival, a flood of breakthrough, a flood of turnaround, change your circumstance in our nation, church, family, whatever, get the flood of God's Spirit and presence in you. You be the catalyst for a flood in this day. These are not normal days. We need somebody to carry the spirit of a flood. Man, that's what David did. And the funny thing, not funny, but in the flood of God's presence, it was there he found the smooth stone of promise. It's always in God's presence that you find the rock, the stone of promise that's going to overcome the enemy. And God said, do it this way. And God came through in a mighty way. The first floods are the floods within you of the anointing, the presence of God. This is a day to get yourself into God's presence. Stop being slack. Start to get a flood spirit. You'll be amazed what God opens up in your life and your circumstance. Second place of the floods was the Valley of Rephaim. This is the place of opposition, the flood blockers. This is the Valley of Giants, it's called. And the thing about the Valley of Rephaim was that from the hills of Judah down to the coastline, there was this uh, ancient path, this trade route, this access point from the coastline to the hills of Judah that, that uh, brought all their supply and everything. And so the, the devil, the Philistines camped in that place and they blocked, they wanted to cut off Israel's progress. They wanted to stop your supply train and the hinder your growth. That's what He's doing right now, trying to stop us. We've seen some anointing and He set up camp in the Valley of Giants and said, I'm gonna block your future. And so you can't grow, you can't. Listen to me, we gotta get the blighter out of there. We've gotta overcome the works of the enemy 
And, and the truth is, without a breakthrough, we're not gonna win. Things are gonna get tough. So you gotta destroy your blessing blockers. Amazing. And if we can get a breakthrough, the flood will sweep them away, sweep all before it. God is able to destroy your enemies like a flood. This is a, this is a flood. You've gathered, you think you're a flood. No, this is a flood. This is God at work. And so he, that's what He wants to do. And so we come then to the third place of floods. This is Baal Perizim, the place of breakthrough floodwaters. Baal Perizim, the place where God broke through. And, and here David's already got a flood spirit. He's got a word of breakthrough. And so that anointing and that word that you receive in God's presence breaks the enemy's spiritual power. It's a twofold breakthrough. He breaks the spiritual power of the enemy right there. And God is the God of breakthrough floods. David did exactly what God told him. They're down in the valley. He camps over here uh, in a place uh, where God said, and uh, that's where they defeat the enemy and uh, they call it Baal Perizim. And uh, here's some of the descriptions of that name. The Lord of the breakings through, owner of the breakings, professor of the breaches, Lord of destructions, place of dispersions. And I love this one, place of sunderings. I love that. Burst asunder. That's the God of breakthrough. That's the God of breakthrough. I can hear it happening as people are awakening. God, it's time for breakthrough. And it says God broke through like the breaking forth of floodwaters. Now, the thing about floodwaters, don't, don't stand around taking photos of the damn wall that's got a breach in it. No, no. We're not tourists, follow the flood, follow the flood. And you'll notice that flood waters flow all the way down to the sea through the valley of giants, the blessing blockers, sweeping all before it. Floods of revival, they're unstoppable. The enemy can't stop the, the breaking forth of waters. It's gonna sweep all before it. And when flood waters break open, they break the spiritual power of the enemy, reopening your supply paths in God. I love that. All right, the next place that you need to understand about floodwaters, and this one is not mentioned specifically in that passage, except that it, it says this is, a place called the Kidron Valley, Kidron Valley, Brook Kidron. And these are the floods of repentance. I want you to listen closely today. This may save your life. It may give you a future. It may be the turnaround that your church needs. Floods of repentance. You see, God scattered the Philistines and it says they left their idols behind and it doesn't say it in Samuel, it says it in Chronicles, and they burnt their idols. Well, there's a place 
and it's a valley between Jerusalem, Temple Mount, and the valley called Kidron Valley up to the Mount of Olives. It's between the two. Last thing Jesus did on, on the Thursday night before He went to Calvary, He crossed the, the Kidron Valley, sat on the Mount of Olives and communed with the Father, looked back on the temple, and then He had to walk one last time across the Kidron Valley, which is called the Valley of the Shadow of Death. I love this. Uh, the reason for that, well, we haven't got time to go into why it's called that, but... Uh, one of the, the things that they did in Israel two or three or four times in the history of the nation, we would get a good king. Josiah was eight years of age and he did it. Uh, they clean out the temple of God from all the images, the artwork and the idols that have been just gathered over time to false worship, false religion. And, uh, and he gathered them and what they do, they crush them to dust and burn the stuff that's burnable. Then they throw the ashes and the dust into the brook Kidron, which is almost not even flowing, uh, except in flood season. And they throw all this stuff into the brook Kidron that speaks of their backslidings, their worldliness. And when the floods come, it washes all that stuff away down to the Dead Sea, never to be remembered again. I love that. And after every breakthrough in your life, every good season in God, it's amazing that you can defeat the enemy, but he leaves his little trinkets behind. It's amazing how we pick them up as souvenirs and they get into our soul and say, well, that's not so bad. We, we defeated the enemy. What harm can it do if the kids have this TV and we do this and all that? And before you know it, the trinkets have become idols. And every so often, as David did, he knew. They've left, and the devil does this. You can defeat him. He'll leave some stuff in your backyard. Play with that. Because every trinket, every idol, every image is a beacon that gives Him access into your life. That's why He leaves them. But David said, no, we've got to burn these and throw them into the valley of the shadow. And so they took them, smashed them, ground them down and uh, threw them in there until the floods that they had seen in the breakthrough came and washed away every every semblance, every little smell, everything to do with it down to the Dead Sea. Listen, and it's a sad thing. I've seen this in many people's lives. God breaks through, gives them a breakthrough, their business flourishes. But the devil's left a few little things in their backyard. Before you know, six or 12 months, they're chasing that rather than the God of the breakthrough. And you've got to learn that after every breakthrough, every good season, every wonderful work of God, there comes a season of repentance where we destroy the idols, the lukewarmness, the backslidings. God forgive us. God break this. We're going to grind it down and burn it and throw it into Brook, Brook Kidron, the valley of the shadow of death so that it can be washed away 
Repentance destroys your idols. Repentance brings the floods of revival and repentance restores the presence of God. Do you know, while we're on this Baalperism thing, when David had the breakthrough, anointed king, broke through, etc. If you keep on reading the next chapter or so, they actually brought the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, they brought it back into Israel. Burn the idols, repent, etc. Have a breakthrough. Then they bring the Ark of the Covenant back, but they did it wrong. They brought it back on a, a man-made cart. And you know the story, Uzziah. The thing was rocking along and the ark looked like it was going to fall over. How many of you know God can look after Himself? The, the ark of the presence was supposed to be carried on poles of four righteous godly priests, not on a cart drawn by animals. And so this poor stooge Uzziah, which is simply man's efforts to control the anointing and the presence of God, he touches the ark to steady it and control it. And the same word is used, Baal-perism, except this time it's Uzziah-perism, the God of the breakthrough, boom! The flood of the power of God and Uzziah is taken out. You see, God not, a, not only wants to break through and bring a flood to overcome the work of the enemy, He wants to do it in the church and overcome man-made control and all the vehicles and stuff that we control and make for, to, to keep the presence of God in its right place. And God says, I'm going to have a Uzziah perism here. There's going to have to be a season of repentance where we get rid of all that stuff and let, the, let God be God. You want to pray for a flood of revival? It'll happen in the church as well. Uzziah Perism, Baalperism, the God of the breakthrough. Nobody controls the way God goes forward. And then that's about the fourth place of the flood. And God's going to do it. He's doing it now. But the fifth place is the place of mulberry trees. And this is the sound of a great flood or a great army. The place of the double whammy completing the job. You see, the first time God broke through, it broke the spiritual power of the Philistines. They were numbered and counted as broken by God. But because the enemy hasn't got a lot of nows, he says, well, we better have another go just to see if they really believe in breakthrough. And so what did David do? He went back to the stronghold. God, tell me what we're going to do. The enemy, you've defeated him. You've prepared us. But he's come back. He's gathering again. He's spiritually defeated, but he wants to simply test the water. God said, circle around this time to where the mulberry trees are. Oh, I love that. What a funny thing to put in the Bible. Do you know why? Mulberry trees, there's a whole lot of stuff about mulberry trees, but one thing, they're fair weather fruit producers. They wait till all the bad weather's gone before they produce fruit. Another thing is mulberry trees leave a rich crimson stain, a blood stain. And it's, it's got so many things we could apply to our lives. But I think the one here is that they don't produce fruit until all the bad weather's 
gone. What God was saying to his to, to David is, don't wait for the fruit. Listen for the sound of a flood in the mulberry trees, of a marching army, a great heavenly host. Listen for the sound. In, in fact, God's saying that to you. Don't wait, wait for the perfect day. When you hear the sound of a flood, the cry, the battle cry of the righteous, that's time to advance quickly. Get up and advance. That's your moment to defeat the enemy wholly. The place of the mulberry trees. I tell you, we got too many fair weather Christians. Well, when I see the fruit, I'll believe. No, no, listen for the sound of a great marching host, a flood of humanity, the people of God rising up and then advance quickly and get that sound of the flood of an army. Get it in your mouth. And the army, that the enemy will hear a mighty army advancing. It's like Paul and Silas in prison. At midnight, they sang and gave praise to God and everybody heard the sound of a great army. And an earthquake came, opened up their whole life, the God of the floods of revival. And then finally, the sixth place that floods have to be seen. And it says that David and his people defeated and and chased the Philistines from Geba to Giza. That means uh, from one side of Israel to the other. It's like saying from Dan to Beersheba, from top to bottom, from Geba to Giza, right across. They, they pushed the enemy out of their territory, in other words. And breakthrough is not complete in your life until it's complete. Don't lock him in a little back shed and say, well, I, I think you'll stay there. No, you push him out of your territory. Breakthrough is complete when it's completing God. Floods don't stop till floods want to stop. And I'm telling you, you've got to go. Gima means the place of the altar, the 12 stones, where God's people committed to be God's people. And they chased the Philistines from the place where they surrendered to God to Giza, which means the place of ruin, where the Philistine army is ruined and in desolation and defeat. God did an incredible work there. Here's my conclusion to this message. Get the flood started in you. Go on. Go on. Grow up. Press into God. Stop being a... Just grow up. Start to get into His presence and get the flood of the anointing in you. And then let the flood that then is released from your life. Let it do its work. It'll sweep all before it. You'll be amazed. And then advance quickly. Ride the flood at the sound of a mighty flood and keep the sound of breakthrough, uh, the breakthrough flood, keep it strong and ride the flood tide from Giba to Giza. You're not coming back anytime soon You've ticked off the Lord Most High and His flood of His presence, power and anointing has broken the yoke. The, the place of floods is probably as powerful a message as I can challenge you with. And it starts with you getting yourself flooded in the presence of God. 
and they're listening for the flood sound. Baal Perizim, Uzziah Perizim, letting God's flood do its work against your enemies and destroying all your idols and the works of the flesh and bringing you to be a flood rider. Ride the flood and see God's work completed in your life and in our nation. In Jesus' Name, I feel stirred. I wanna pray for you. Come on, lift your hand to God. I'm a rider of the storm floods. In the Name of Jesus, we're gonna see this thing fulfill the work of God in our generation. Father, you see all these people, wherever they may be joining us, with their hands raised to heaven, Lord, flood me first. I want to be a flood person, flooded with the presence of God. So where I go, I begin floods, release floods, speak floods into being that bring about the victory. I declare it today. Floods of revival, floods of restoration, rebuilding strength, whatever God wants to do, let the floods roll on in Jesus' Name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you're not right with God, man, you're being stupid. These are not days to play games, religious games. These are not days to have the enemy's trinkets in your back room. These are days of repentance, getting flooded again with the presence of God maybe for the first time, so you can really know what it is to have God's flood anointing in your life. These are those days. If you're not right with God, you need to cry out now, God, forgive me, God, cleanse me, God, anoint me, fill me with Your presence, set me free from sin, every idol, every trinket, every fleshly thing, burn it, crush it to dust, put it in the river of Your flood tides because I want to live and ride the floods of your revival in Jesus' Name. Everybody said, Amen, Amen. Man, i got to be honest, these messages are stirring me in, in an incredible way. I'm pressing into God like never be, before, because I, I, I want to ride the flood of God's breakthrough in my, in my life in my family, in my church, and in my nation, in Jesus. I'm praying for you, believing with you. These are days of breakthrough, days of breakthrough. Breakthrough in 2022 for you and your house in Jesus' Name. God bless you, love you, see you next week.